Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Haiying Tao. Dr. Tao is an assistant professor in soil fertility and nutrient management in the Department of Crop and Soil Sciences. Haiying was born and grew up in Inner Mongolia, northeast of China. She came to the U.S. in 2002 and obtained her Ph.D. degree in soil fertility at the University of Connecticut in 2007. She worked on two large multi-state projects on nitrogen loss reduction and land application of livestock manure prior to joining WSU. She joined WSU in August 2015. Her research and extension focus at WSU is soil fertility and soil health management for dryland cropping systems. Hello, Haiying. Hello, Joe. So um, how will nitrogen deficiency result in yield loss in canola? Right. Nitrogen is very important for winter canola yield. Nitrogen fertilizer applications in nitrogen-deficient soils can increase overall plant growth. Specifically, plant is taller and the plant stem is larger and stronger, so leaf area and leaf duration increase. Number of branches and number of flowers on each branch increase as uh, you provide better nitrogen um, availability. A number of pots and weight of pots will also increase. All these are important for yield. How much nitrogen does winter canola need? For winter canola, there are two rapid nitrogen uptake stages. So the first rapid nitrogen uptake stage is during fall growth, and the second is from spring growing up to flowering. Depends on environmental conditions. Substantial amount of nitrogen can be also taken up um, after flowering and even at um, green filling stage. But in dryland Washington state, most of nitrogen is taken up before flowering. Okay. So during fall, winter canola can accumulate anywhere from 30 to 130 pounds per acre of oh. nitrogen. Uh, that really depending on the planting date, the growing degree days, and moisture. So over the winter, about one-third of that accumulated nitrogen can be returned to the soil through uh, leaf littering. Okay. So the, the leaves that fall off during the winter just cycle the nitrogen cycle back into the, the system? Okay. Right. And then total nitrogen uptake also depends on yield and your nitrogen management practices. So it could be from less than 100 pounds per acre to more than 300 pounds per acre of total nitrogen uptake. This wide range does not seem help, right? Mm. But farmers can estimate total nitrogen uptake easily using their yield, seed protein, and uh, nitrogen harvest index. 
So um, our research shows that winter canola seed protein concentration is anywhere between 18 to 30 percent, really depends on, again, your nitrogen management practices. Mm -hmm. So, and we also know that in the protein, 17.5 percent of it is nitrogen. Okay. So you to estimate total nitrogen uptake, you can first estimate how much nitrogen is in the seed, right? So mm. you can uh, make this calculation using yield times protein concentration times the hard, uh, 17.5%. So we also found that winter canola grown in Washington state has nitrogen harvest index of 65 to 85%. So use amount of nitrogen in seed, we just talked about how to calculate it, divided by nitrogen harvest index, you come up with the total nitrogen uptake. Okay. So now you may want to ask, what is nitrogen harvest index? <laughs> yes, I, that was going to be my next question. Uh, yeah, so that is nitrogen in seed, divided by nitrogen uh, total uptake, total, which is total above ground nitrogen. So basically, nitrogen harvest index is a percent of nitrogen taken up uh, by the crop that ends up in the seed. Okay. And this was that 65 to, to 85%. Percent. And how does a grower decide which number to use when making the calculation? Right, that's a good uh, question. So this really depends on uh, many factors. So I think farmers will, ha if they want to use exactly how much, uh, what the harvest nitrogen harvest index is, they have to actually cut um, a little bit in their field and make this calculation. Okay. But overall, they, I, I, I think to estimate make an estimation they could use the range or just use average. Okay. Use 75% right. or, or right. if they have some reason to believe it's not that good this year, go down to 65 or if they think it's really good, use the 85. Exactly. Right? Okay. And, and it's heavily affected by, by the rainfall. Okay. Yeah. So in a high rainfall year, would tend to have a higher nitrogen uptake and a lower rainfall year less or um, right okay. right so in in so if you so the nitrogen um how much nitrogen ends up in the seed right okay. that is heavily affected by the uh, water availability okay. so if you have a better water availability at nitrogen reallocation okay. stage okay then uh you have more nitrogen can be removed to the seas, okay. then your nitrogen harvest index is higher. Okay. So how much nitrogen do you take off when you take the uh, seed off? So at harvest time, how much nitrogen are you pulling off in a typical winter canola crop? Right. So estimate nitrogen removal by harvest is very important for nitrogen management for the falling crops, because by estimating, excuse me, nitrogen removal, we can estimate how much nitrogen is removed from the field and how much nitrogen is left behind um, in the crop residue. So canola growers know that winter canola is nitrogen scavenger, right? 
Its deep and expanded root system is capable of taking up nitrogen in deep soils that wheat left behind. So much of nitrogen uh, taken up by canola is left behind in the field in the crop residue. And when crop residue decomposes, this nitrogen can become available for the falling crop. So although, like I just said, it is hard to say exactly how much nitrogen is removed by harvest, farmers can easily estimate how much nitrogen is removed with harvest. To make this estimation, farmers need to know um, seed yield and seed protein concentration. And seed yield can be measured using yield monitor, and seed protein concentration can be measured easily using NIR equipment, which is how wheat protein is measured. Okay. So if farmers are familiar with that, then they would know how to measure the protein content in the oil seed okay. as well. So then, like I described earlier, then you can use yield protein content and the nitrogen percentage in the protein and to estimate how much nitrogen is removed with harvest. For example, if you have a field that yields a thousand pounds per acre of seed and the protein content is 20%, so the nitrogen removal with harvest will be 1,000 times 20% times 17.5%, which comes up with 35 pounds of nitrogen per acre removal with the seed. Do you have, by any chance, I I think we have a calculator on the small grains website, smallgrains.wsu.edu for wheat that lets people do this. Do we have anything similar to that for canola? That's very interesting that you ask because I was just thinking about it. I think it will be very useful for farmers to uh, have this calculator. I think we should start working on it. All right. Well, maybe maybe that will happen here. That I, I do think that would simplify the math for everybody. And, and it sounds like it's a pretty straightforward uh, mathematical equation. So Yes, yes. Okay. So how do we determine uh, how much nitrogen winter canola needs? So currently we use yield goal-based method to estimate nitrogen rate for winter canola. In other words, we estimate nitrogen application rate based on yield goal. Uh, based on our two-year research, we recommend approximately five to seven kilogram of nitrogen per acre for each 100 kilogram of seed yield, which we call it unit nitrogen requirement. Okay. Right? So, so for people out there who might not know what a kilogram is, it's about 2.2 pounds in every kilogram. In every kilogram. Right. Okay. Right. So the unit nitrogen requirement is lower in the higher yield zone and vice versa. This is because winter canola that has higher yield potential has better root systems, which contribute to greater nitrogen extraction from large volume of soil. Okay. And this means if your yield potential is high, you use five. If your yield potential is low, you use seven. Okay. Yeah. However, there's another important thing to consider (laughs) when you consider nitrogen application rate, which is soil test. 
So if your soil test in the six foot, six feet six depth foot. Okay. is uh, higher than a hundred pounds per acre, we do not recommend any nitrogen applications because um, the research for both winter canola and spring canola conducted in Washington state showed that if you have soil test greater than 100 pounds per acre, then the chance that you get yield benefit from additional nitrogen fertilizer applications is very low. Okay. And you go, six, uh, I think a lot of people only sampled a three or four foot, but because canola has this big extensive root system, you want to take that test to six foot and both for winter canola and spring canola? Right. Okay. So especially for for uh, winter canola, we definitely recommend six feet. Okay. But for spring canola, um, if there's any difficulty with uh, deep sampling and four feet. Okay. Good. Is it true that seed oil, uh, so the amount of oil and the amount of protein in the seed are negatively correlated? Uh, it seems to me I recall hearing that... Um, Meal, canola meal is a sought-after uh, um, commodity. Um, but generally, if you have high oil content, you have lower uh, protein in the meal. Is is that true, or is that just uh, something that uh, is seen sometimes? Yes, um, it's true. Okay. And it's always. It's okay. You put <laughs> so, me in my place. <laughs> right. With all this, the seven sites that were conducted and with other research that conducted in other areas all show that seed oil concentration and protein concentration are negatively correlated. That means the higher the protein concentration, the lower the oil content is, right? For example, in the seven sites we conducted, um, Research on nitrogen management, we found that in average, the oil concentration reduced from 47% to 36% when the protein concentration increased from 17% to 30%. Okay. So this is one of the reasons that we should manage our nitrogen very carefully. If farmers uh, want high oil concentration, they should apply nitrogen up to optimum nitrogen rate for maximum yield. But if too much nitrogen is applied, you won't get yield benefit, but your oil concentration will be reduced. It so will be reduced? It will be reduced. Okay. So you do not want to over-apply right. nitrogen, right? But if farmers would like high protein content, which is possible, like you mentioned, because Protein in the canola meal is also valuable for um, animal feed, fish meal, um, and even soil amendment. Okay. So in that case, and then if there is a premium for protein, and they can consider um, applying more nitrogen. And, and I will talk about uh, timing of application also has effect on the protein content. And what, what's that effect? So... Um, again, uh, we found that, of course, uh, none of our research sites needed fertilizer nitrogen when we did our research uh, project, which means we um, could not determine the best nitrogen uh, application timing, okay. right? Uh, 
for yield. But when we uh, found um, the nitrogen application timing has effect on, on the protein content and oil content. So that answers your question. So um, when nitrogen is applied in fall, you result, you have, uh, so comparing fall applications, spring applications, and split between uh, fall and spring applications. Mm -hmm. So the fall applications, uh, you have highest oil content okay. in the seed. But if you, you apply all the nitrogen in spring, then your oil content is lowest. Okay. But if you split nitrogen in fall and spring, um, and depends on where you are. So if you are in a uh, low rainfall area or intermediate rainfall area, then mm, the spring application or sp split between spring and fall, you would end up with similar amount of oil concentration. But if you uh, you are in high rainfall area, so the um, the uh, the split application uh, actually adds up a little higher oil content than spring application. Okay. So basically, a spring application will end up with lowest oil content. Okay. So if you're going for meal, high protein, you'd want to put it on in the spring. But if you're going for oil content, it's better to put it on the fall. Is that the general message? It's, it's one of the factors that you want to determine what when you want to apply okay. for nitrogen because nitrogen use efficiency is also important. Not only important for environment, but also important for farmers. Inputs, yeah. yes, their wallet, wallet right, right? right? So um, if farmers are um, in high rainfall area, and we found that the fall application has the least nitrogen use efficiency. In fact, most of the nitrogen is lost okay. um, during the heavy rainfall winter season. So you leach a lot of that you water. You leach a lot. You or you have standing water. You have um, so that you have denitrification. Okay. So so um, especially like if you have um, you if you have to delay your uh, planting date to um, because you don't have moisture and you 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 don't plant until late in fall. So which means your canola um, is very small in fall and over winter. So, because your canola is so little, it does not require that much of nitrogen, and the root system is not capable of um, of taking up a lot of nitrogen. So, all those nitrogen that you apply in fall will end up okay. leaving. Okay. So, yeah. we talked about um, nitrogen use efficiency in winter canola. What are the most important factors uh, that affect that? Right. Timing so, must be one of them, right? We just talked about. What yeah. else? So water, okay. Water is always important. Water is the determinant factor for yield and nitrogen nitrogen use efficiency. Like we talked about in higher rainfall zone, if nitrogen is is applied at right timing, the nitrogen use efficiency can be higher. 
uh, in lower rainfall zone. Okay. Right. But of course, this is because in higher rainfall zones, winter canola has higher yield potential, therefore uh, higher nitrogen use efficiency. And nitrogen use efficiency is also affected by nitrogen management, like one of the things we talk about, which uh, was the timing. Uh, and nitrogen application rate also has effect on nitrogen use efficiency. So if you apply more than needed, right, and the more you apply, the less of nitrogen use efficiency you will end up with. Okay. And, um, and there's another important factor that affects nitrogen use efficiency that we did not, we haven't talked about, which is form of nitrogen. Okay. So what type of nitrogen the farmers use. So, and that, what is the best form also depends on where you are. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're so, not giving me a straightforward. I know. <laughs> I was looking for that simple answer, no. but it's a little more complicated right. as, as life often is. <laughs> yes. With nitrogen, is is the most complicated uh, fertilizer nutrient that you, you, you uh, farmers are dealing with. Is okay. They need a, lo a lot of it. And... But it's just so, so complicated. So in high rainfall area, if you have to apply nitrogen in fall, of course, we don't recommend, right? So if you have to recommend, if you have to apply nitrogen in fall, um, it's best that you choose um, a hydrous ammonia or aqua ammonia. Okay. Because then you lose less. Le the, they leach less. They leach less. Okay. Well, um, and denitrify less too, or is it mostly leaching? So um, that uh, both. Both, okay. So, and that is like even if you apply hydrous or aqua in fall, you still need to think about when you want to put it down. You do not want to put it down when the temperature is still high. So you want to put it down when temperature is lower than three degrees Celsius. Which would be what about forty-two degrees Fahrenheit, okay. something in there. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So that's because uh, below that temperature, the uh, microbial activity is is low. Okay. So the conversion of ammonia to nitrate is low. Okay. So which means you have less of leaching and um, denitrification loss. Okay, because the ammonium ion is actually positively charged and attaches to the soil colloid better than the nitrate molecule, which is negatively charged and tends to be repelled. Right? You got it. All right. But, and that doesn't mean you are, you are um, okay, protected from nitrogen loss. No. Because early in the spring, when when uh, temp temperature warms up and uh, microbial activity dramatically increases as temperature increases, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you have a season, uh, a year that happens to have heavy spring rainfall, and you could still leach okay. quite a amount of uh, nitrogen. So um, that's what the in the high rainfall area but um, if you apply nitrogen in spring right you want to apply fertilizer that is in the form uh, that contains nitrate so for example uan 
you do not want to apply UAN in fall. Okay. But in spring, yes. And spring applications should be made early. So as soon as uh, green up stage, you do not want to wait until the rain season is over because then your nitrogen will stay just on the surface. Okay. So, um, and also it's best that you apply nitrogen just before rainfall. So if you know uh, some rain is coming, uh, you may want to run out and apply nitrogen because it requires about a minimum of half inch of rain to push the nitrogen deep in the soil so that the volatilization loss is minimum. Okay. All right. And what about out in the dry areas? We talked about in the high rainfall areas. What What's the best? Is there a, a preferred form out in that environment as well? Right. So um, that depends. So if you are in dry area, in the green fallow area, so uh, the the common practice is fall application anyways. So okay. um, uh, fall um, anhydrous ammonia, I think is the most common uh, practice. I think uh, because in in that area, the leaching loss is minimum. So yeah. volatilization loss becomes the more concerning than leaching loss, unless you have a abnormal year that you have high rainfall in the in, in, in winter. So fall application is okay. All right. Well, nitrogen fertilization in winter canola, very important topic. Not as simple as I might have thought coming into this conversation. Um, appreciate your time trying to explain the, uh, the ramifications of different nitrogen types and timings on winter canola fertility. Thanks, Haying. Thank you, Drew. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.